Okay, good morning. Today's daf is daf Tzadi Dalet. I'm going to go from the third last line of Tzadi Gimel Amud Beis 93b. Today's shir is Le'ilun Ishmas Ben Zion Ben Ze'ev Avram Halevi Meir Ben Shlomo and Avram Ben Meir. May the Neshamas have an aliyah. Um, so yesterday, remember, we mentioned the concept that um, that if something starts as a good Eruv at Shabbos, you rem- you 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 still allowed to carry if something happens to it on Shabbos. That was Kavan de Hutra Hutra. Once it was committed to carry when Shabbos came in, that Hete remains the whole of Shabbos. Now we're going to see that's not so straightforward. Itmar it said Koisel Shenofel. If you have a courtyard between two Chatzeros that falls down. Rav Omar ein metaltlim bo elo bedalet amos. Rav says you're only allowed to carry four amos. Why are you allowed to carry, only allowed to carry four amos? So, assuming you had two courtyards, a proper wall between them, they each had their own eruv, Rav, um, and then the wall between them falls down. So Rav doesn't hold for the principle of halvahutra hutra. Since you started off Shabbos with it being permitted, it continues to be permitted and Rashi interestingly enough brings in a new factor even though sometimes we allow carrying from one ha- one chotzer to the next remember Rav Paskins like Rabbi Shimon that you're allowed to carry from a Rishusha from a chotzer to a karfev to a chotzer to a chotzer to a gag all, all Rishusha yachids are viewed as one here it must be um, Toys will say very simply we must be discussing something that started in the house if we're not allowed to carry it into the next chotzer or you could just learn that or you could learn that it had an Eruv in the Chotzer where remember Rav learns that there's a concern that if you have an Eruv between your house and the Chotzer you're going to find lots of Kalim from the house in the Chotzer and therefore you're not allowed to carry to another Chotzer in case you carry something from the house but either way what does it boil down to? you're not allowed to carry items from this Chotzer into the next door Chotzer which means this Chotzer is completely open to an area where you can't carry. And we know that general principle of Kutze Lemokom Ha'osurlo, if something's completely breached into an area that you're not allowed to carry, you're also not allowed to carry in that space. So that's Rav's opinion. Again, you don't say Kevin Shehutra Hutra. Once you're allowed to carry, you're allowed to carry. And then the second point that Rashi adds in is that also, one, only four Amos, why aren't you allowed to carry around? So granted, you can't carry into the next door Chotzer. Why aren't you allowed to carry in that Chotzer? Because it's, uh, you're not allowed to carry from this Chotzer into the next one. And therefore, it's a place that you're not allowed to carry in. It opens to a place that you're not allowed to carry in. And therefore, you're not even allowed to carry in this place. Shmuel Omar, Shmuel says, Shmuel holds, you can carry in this one up until the base of the Mechitza, I guess where it used to be, and the other Chotzen can carry up to where their Mechitza used to be. Because Shmuel holds for the concept of Kevin de Hutra Hutra. Since you started off Shabbos, you're allowed to carry, and this wall collapsed on Shabbos, you're still allowed to carry. And again, Rashi adds in, you have to say that this we're discussing a Kli that started Shabbos in the house. Because that's why you're only allowed to carry it up to the borderline, the boundary 
where the fence used to be, where the wall used to be, because if it was something that started in the courtyard, you would be allowed to carry it in. Then the Gemara says, This that Rav said, he actually didn't say it explicitly. We worked it out from another, from a case that happened. We worked it out. Itmar, Michlali Itmar. The Rav Shmuel have a Yosvi Be'ahu Chotzer, Nofel Kuda the Baini Baini. Rav and Shmuel were sitting in one Chotzer, and the dividing wall between them and the next door Chotzer fell down. Omer Lehu Shmuel Shekula Glima Negiru Ba. Shmuel said, you know what? Go hang your coat, your coat along the boundary wall to block up the breach. And Rav, Adrino Rav Laape, Rav turned his face away. What Rav's doing is Rav's uh, turning away in disgust. He's showing he doesn't approve of what Shmuel's doing. So Omalahu Shmuel, he copied Abba. If Abba is so strict, Shakula Heminya, Vakotrubo, take his belt and use it to tie up this Mechitza, this partition. So what's just so far? What's going on here? Shmuel obviously holds this corporate, this wall. They started Shabbos with this wall between the two chotzers, so they're allowed to carry. Rashi explain. Um, they'll come to that. Rav holds they're not allowed to carry, and therefore, when Shmuel went to hang up the coat as a mechitza, Rav felt that was osur, and therefore he turned away his face in disapproval. He says, now, and Shmuel, in response to that, the Meiri explains, um, Shmuel, in response to that, said, uh, you know what, Rav's disapproving, um, like, jokingly, I think he's, like, edging him on, he's like, Rav disapproves, take his belt to, to tie it up. He says, Why did Shmuel bother telling them to hang his coat. Either way, if the wall between the chotzers fell down, according to Shmuel, you can carry up to the wall whether or not they hang the coat. So why did he tell them to go and hang this coat up between the walls? What's the point of it? So Shmuel Ovid, let's see us about Amun. No, Shmuel did it for privacy. He didn't want uh, everyone who was sitting in the other chotzer to look into his chotzer when he was having lunch, etc. So he told them to hang up the coat. But the coat's not really... The code's not achieving anything halachic. It says, If Rav held that it was Osir to take this coat and hang it up, why didn't he say so? Why did he turn away his face? He says, No, it was in Shmuel's town, Shmuel was the Rav, and therefore it wasn't appropriate for him to argue on the Rav, on the Rav of that town. It's not like uh, people think you go to a town and you see them paskening differently to you or you see they have a minag that's different to you. We sometimes think it's a minag to train them, to teach them to do, to practice exactly like us. No, you go to another town and they have a rav there. You're not allowed to just argue with that rav. Okay, so if he's not allowed to argue with Shmuel, so he's not going to say anything outright to Shmuel because Shmuel's the rav of the town, of the city. Why did he bother to turn his face? What does he achieve with that? So the Gemaran says, um, So that people don't say that he agreed to Shmuel. He doesn't want people to... Uh, um, he doesn't want people to think that he agrees with Shmuel. So he wants to kind of show that he doesn't agree with Shmuel, so people know what he thinks. 
but he also doesn't want an outright argue with Shmuel because it's Shmuel's city. And just interesting, so what's the problem with hanging the glimmer? Rashi says, according to Rav, the problem is you're not allowed to walk more than four Amos. Remember, we just saw that. If the wall between the two chateras falls down, you're not allowed to carry more than four Amos. So how could one of the students sitting there take their coat and hang it up, walk all the way, carry the coat all the way to the wall and hang it up? That's Rashi. Tosus early on in the Masechta said, very interestingly, um, they said that it's not. The problem is you're not allowed to make a mechitza hamateres on Shabbos. Generally, to hang up a coat for privacy or something like that would be fine. You're not doing anything. But by hanging up this coat, you're completing this fourth wall, which would allow you to carry in the courtyard. And that's considered boine. That's considered building. Um, so that's quite, a, that's quite an interesting um, point that Tosfos is... Uh, Raising that you're not allowed to build. It's considered building if it allows you to do something. Another interesting ramification of this, we know a person is not allowed to be intimate if there's for him there. He's not allowed to be intimate with his wife if there's for him there. So generally, so what happens, what does he want to do? He wants to hang a curtain between his bed and the sforim and the bookshelf. The problem with that is that granted hanging a coat or hanging the curtain is nothing wrong with doing that on Shabbos. Here it's to permit something, and therefore it's considered boine, at least oil, right, building a temporary uh, structure on Shabbos, and it would be forbidden. So that would be similar to what Toysa say, the problem why Rav was not happy with them to go and hang this uh, coat on Shabbos. It was actually boine. Okay, let's go on to the new Mishnah. If you have a chotzeh that was breached into the Rishus Harabim, Someone carries from it into another Rishus HaYochid or a Rishus HaYochid into this courtyard. Chayev, Divrei Rebeleza, Rebeleza says it's Chayev. It says if it's a... It says if it's a Rishus HaRabim, now that it's open into the Rishus HaRabim. The Gemara is going to qualify on what? Just because the walls of the Chotzer fell down, now all of a sudden it's a Rishus Harabim, it doesn't make it an area where the public walk. Just because your house, just because the front gate is, is uh, broken and left open, or the walls, someone drove through the wall, and now you've got this open, doesn't mean people are just going to walk into your Chotzer. So it shouldn't, so that's what the Gemara is going to discuss. Why would you be Chav? Why would it be considered Rishus Harabim? But on the surface, that's what Rabbi Eliezer is saying. But the fact that it's breached into the Rishus Harabim, it is like the Rishus Harabim. I'll show. Let me just get the diagrams up um, shortly. The Chachomim say no to carry from it into the Rishus Harabim or the Rishus Harabim into it. You'd be exempt because it has the status of a Carmelis. Basically, here's the case. You have this chotzer that's breached the wall um, uh, next to the Rishus Harabim, the picture of the road. Um, the road in the picture is uh, broken open. So now, according to what we said, very simply, Reb Lezer says, if you would carry from here into one of the house, the chotzer into one of the houses, or the chotzer into the mabu, etc., into the Rishus Hayochid, you would be chayev. It would be as if you carried from a Rishus Harabim into a Rishus Hayochid. According to the Chachomim, they say, no, even if you carry from here into the street or from the street into to the Chotzer, it's like a Carmelis. 
So the Gemara asks, "Veribilezim yishum de nifritzol yoshus harabim haviel or yoshus harabim?" What? Just because it's breached into the yoshus harabim, it's now considered yoshus harabim. I. Why would you think that this chotzer, just because it's missing a wall, is all of a sudden yoshus harabim? She says, "In Rebilezer the time the time of Rebilezer, I'm a mishum Rebi, the time of Rebi Yehuda, I'm a mishum Rebi Yelaser. Rabim sheboru derech laatzbam, masheboru boru." If you have the rabbim the, to choose a path, that becomes their path. So now the rabbim will choose this as a path. Says, no, the only reason we say that the new path is the public now belongs to the public is where initially the public had a servitude through that field. They lost the path that got overgrown or something. So now when they choose a new path, it becomes their path. But they can't just start walking into someone's chotzer and say, now that the rabbin walk into the chotzer, it's their chotzer. So he says, And maybe you'll say, Oh, so to here, the case must be where they used to have, the public used to have an area in the Chotzer where they were allowed to walk through. It says, But Rabbi Chanina says, The Machloikes is up until where the Mechitza. I up to the Mechitza, the whole Chotzer. Um, uh, yeah, up to the Mechitza, I the whole Chotzer is where the Chachamim say it's a Carmelis and Rabbi Eliezer would say it's a Rishus Arabim. But they argue about the area where the wall used to be, also the boundary line where the wall used to be, that's where the Machloikes is. But it implies that Rabbi Eliezer holds that the rest of the courtyard is a Rishus Arabim. So he says, no, no, the Machloikes is actually regarding the Mokka Mechitza. I regarding where the wall used to be. So now, how have we adjusted our Pshat in the Mishnah? When Rabbi Eliezer said it's now a Rishus HaRabim, that is where the wall used to be. And the, the, they explain the Machloikes is... Yeah, they weren't exactly clear where the boundary line was. And the rabbin were saying it's a bit further in. And the people who stayed in that chotzer were staying, saying it's a bit further out. And that's the discussion. So the rabbin Boirelo, they choose that place. And the place where the machitza used to be, Rabbi Lezis says is a Rishus HaRabim. And the Chachomim say is a Rishus HaYoch, is a Karmelis. The area along the boundary where they're having a little bit of a dispute. The rabbin and the people, whose it actually belongs to. Um... But the actual chotzer further in would definitely remain a rishus hayochid. The eboys aimer another possibility to explain the mishnah. But see, they rishus harabim come and fligi. They arguing how do you view something that's right along the edge of the of the rishus harabim? Again, we're arguing along the the borderline itself, where now everyone starts to walk along that borderline where the wall used to be, Rebeleza holds the edge of the Rishus Arabim where not so many people walk. You know, when cars are driving on the road, they never drive right up to the pavement. Or when people are walking on the pavement, they never walk with their arms scraping on the wall. So those, that's the Tzirei Rishus Arabim. People don't really walk there. So does it have the status of a Rishus Arabim? So the Rebbe says it does, 
and the Chachomim say it doesn't. So this part of where the wall used to be and now everyone walks along it, or some people when there's a lot of traffic or um, once in a while they'll walk along it, Rabbi Lezer says, well, it has this, it's considered Tzirei Rishus Arabim, which are viewed as Rishus Arabim, and the Chachomim say, no, that's only a Carmelist. So the Gemara asks, oh, if that's the discussion, then why have the case of they're arguing about what's the status of the boundary wall, the area of the boundary wall, is that a Rishus Harabim or a Carmelis? Because that's what we've learned, I'm um, sorry, is, yeah, what's this, what's the, do we say Tzirei Rishus sorry, let, let me go back a step. We've just explained this version is the Machlokas is again we're discussing the area where the wall used to be on and now the Rabbim kind of use it it's become kind of their property um, Rabbi Eliezer what's the, what's the discussion based on that Rabbi Eliezer says it's a Rishus HaRabbim and the Chachomim say it's a Rishus HaYochi it's a Karmelis it's based on how do you view the Tzirei Rishus HaRabbim so the Gomorrah asks, well then, why get involved with a case where the wall collapsed and we're discussing the boundary? Just have it straight out. What's the halacha regarding the Tzirei Rishus Harabim, the sides of the Rishus Harabim? So the Gomorrah answers, no, if the Gine B'Tzirei Rishus Harabim, Ma'ama Havei Amrin and Kipli Girabon on the Adre Beleza, Hani Mili, Heiche Te'ike Chafufei, Aval Heiche Te'leike Chafufei, Eim Moidelei, he says, no, if they would have straight out had the Machloikes with Rabbi Eliezer regarding the sides of the Rishus Harabim, I had left out the whole discussion of the wall of the Chotze that was breached. Then we would have thought, when did the Rabbonin argue on Rabbi Eliezer and say that it is not a Rishus Harabim? Is where their state. I, you know, like the people put outside shuls in schools so people don't park, and, and areas where they don't want people to park on their grass, they put those little concrete um, boulders or put up poles or something so that people can't park on their grass. So they used to do that also in uh, the old towns to make sure that people's wagons and animals and other people didn't come right up to their walls and damage them. Very similar to what people don't want them driving on their grass. So if they're those things, maybe that's where Rabbonin argue and say it's like a Carmelist. But if there's nothing, there are no uh, obstacles Maybe the Rabbonin agree with Rebbe Lezer. So Kamash Malan is coming to teach us, like here where there's no obstacles in our case, the Rabbonin still say the borderline, the boundary, is Tzirei Rishus Harabim, and it has the status of a Carmelist, unlike Rebbe Lezer, who says Tzirei Rishus Harabim always have the status of an actual Rishus Harabim. Okay, so that's, uh, that's the two Shatim at the moment. Now up to you, both ways, a slightly different Machloikes, but both versions were discussing, the, said the Machloikes in the Mishnah. Rabbi Lezer who says you chayev as if it's a Rishus HaRabim. And the Rabbonin say no, it's only a Carmelis. Are you not allowed to carry to there or from there into another Rishus? But it would not be a Isidoraisa. Both the versions we've discussed up to now, we're discussing the boundary line, either area where the wall used to be. The one was just it's a machloikas between the rabbim and the individuals of that chotzer where the boundary actually used to be. That's the one. Or the other one says it's a machloikas of how you view the tzirei rishus rabbim, the sides of the rishus rabbim. But both hold we're discussing the actual boundary. So the Gemara asks on that. He says, But the Mishnah says if you carry from it, it sounds like what's from in it, mitoicha, from in it. Sounds like it's discussing from in the chotzer. That's what the word mitoichom from in it. It means from in it. 
So the Gemara says, no, I need the Amar Rabbana mitoycha, Amar Iyu nami mitoycha. Since the Rabbi said mitoycha from it, referring to the Chatzar, Rabbi Yilezer comes along and also says, from it, referring to the wall, from in it, referring to the wall. Of Rabbanon, why did Rabbanon use this confusing language? So, Omar Rabbi Lezer, Rishus Harabim. The Rabbi Lezer came along and said it has the status of the Rishus Harabim. I, the boundary line, has the status of the Rishus Harabim, as it's the size of the Rishus Harabim. And the rabbis come along and say, well, even inside. Yeah, um, Rabbi Lezer is discussing the area of the wall. And they discuss the Chotzer. So Hachi says, again, the way you've explained it doesn't make sense. You're telling me that Rabbi Lezer comes along and says, what's the status of the boundary wall? And the Rabbonin come along and say, what's the status of the Chotzer? That still doesn't make sense. So now Hachi Rabbi Lezer. This is what the Rabbonin say to Rabbi Lezer. I'm just going to fill in a phrase that will help us understand how we're learning the Mishnah at the moment. So it says, you are saying that where the fourth wall was, it's a Rishus Harabim. Well, even if there were no walls, the Chotzer would be a Karmelis. So how can you say where there are three walls, it is a Rishus, it's still a Rishus Harabim. So, it's me, so, so that's the introduction. Again, the Rabbonin are saying to Rabbi Eliezer, you telling me that the fourth wall where it used to be is a Rishus Harabim. Well, I'll tell you, even if there were no walls, the whole Chotzer would only be a Karmelis. It wouldn't have the status of a fully fledged Rishus Harabim. So he says, Wouldn't you agree again in this case of where there were no walls, where all these walls had fallen away, it would be carrying from a Carmelis into a Rishus Harabim or a Rishus Harabim into a Carmelis, which you exempt the Potimineshikarmis. Well, then the boundary walls should have the same status. You shouldn't be chayav. Rabbi Lezer says, and Rabbi Lezer responds, he says, no, the Rabbim don't walk in the middle of the Chotzer. And that's why it remains a Carmelis, but the boundary wall, the Rabbim do walk, and therefore it is not, it would have the status of a Rishus Harabim. So again, just to get these points a bit clearer in our mind, I'm going to say it in a totally different way, is back to all the way to the beginnings. We have different types of Rishus. Remember, we have a Rishus Harabim, that is an area where the public actually walk. A street, etc. Again, that's where some of the discussion comes up. How wide does it have to be to be a Rishus Harabim? Um, do 600,000 people have to pass by there for it to be a Rishus Harabim? But the Rishus Harabim simply is the roads where everyone, where the general public walk. Then we have, on the opposite extreme, we have a Rishus Hayochid. That's a fenced-in area, an enclosed area. Now remember, most Rishonim learn that the Orisa, it just has to have a fence on three sides, walls on three sides to be a Rishus Hayochid, if it has, but the Chazal came along and said to be allowed to carry, it has to have four. Now what's a Karmelis? A Karmelis is an area that's neither Rishus Harabim because the public don't walk there. Remember, generally an open field, an open, an open area, anywhere where the public don't really walk, would have that status of a Rishus Hayochid, of, a, of, of, of not a Rishus, not, not, not a Rish, being not a Rishus Harabim. If it's surrounded by walls, then it's a Rishus Hayochid. If it's not surrounded by walls, it's a Karmelis. 
So that's what this discussion was based on. The Rabbonin Rab- came along and said, if the, all the walls were missing, it would be a Carmelist, it wouldn't be a Rishus Harabim. So when one wall's missing, how can you say that the area where that wall used to be was a Rishus Harabim? Comes along Rabbi Eliezer, and he says, no, by the fact that the Rabbim walk there along the boundary, eventually you can imagine there's a lot of traffic, people will uh, quickly have a few steps along the boundary wall to get where they need to get, and therefore it loses its status of Rishus HaYochet or Carmelis, and it becomes Rishus HaRabim. That's how Rabbi Lezer learns. Okay, let's go on to the next Mishnah. If a Chotzer breaks into the Rishus HaRabim, from two sides. It sounds like we're discussing like the, the west side and the east side or the north and the south, but actually we're going to see in the Gomorrah that we're discussing where it was breached at the corner. So if you look at the diagram, you can see very clearly where the wall used to go up to the corner. Again, the green is Chotzer and the tar, the gray color is the road. So you can see where the wall used to go up to. Um, you can see where the wall used to go up to, so on both sides. But as I said, our initial thought is that we're discussing like opposite walls or something like that. So if it, a chotzer shenifritzoler if a chotzer was breached into the rishus harabim from two sides, the chain bayish shenifrat mishdei ruchosel, and similar house that's breached. Seems let's learn into the Rishus Harabim from two sides. And similarly, a Maboy whose crossbeam or lechis were removed. You can carry on carrying that Shabbos. You can continue to carry on that Shabbos. But for future, it would be Osur. Um, if you would be allowed to carry on that Shabbos, you would be allowed to carry for future Shabbos. And if you're not allowed to carry for future Shabbos, then it would be Osur on that Shabbos. In other words, if you were allowed to carry on that Shabbos, on, oh, sorry, if you were allowed to carry in future Shabbos, which you definitely not. If you have a, a Rishus HaYochid that the walls are broken down and now it's a Karmelis, you would not be allowed to carry in future Shabbos. And therefore, so to here, you're not allowed to carry on this Shabbos. Now, what's the case? What, what are we, why are we mentioning two walls? says, now, if you want to say it was broken up until 10 Amos. Remember, the main difference between 10 Amos or not is if you have a wall with a breach of greater than 10 Amos, it's as if the whole wall is broken open. If it's less than 10 Amos, then it's like an opening, a doorway, which is fine. So, so if you want to say we're discussing 10 Amos or less, Achas, if let's say you have this hole in the wall that's just five amos on the east side and a hole in the wall on the west wall that's also just five amos well they both openings you would definitely be allowed to carry you must say we're discussing a case where the breach is more than ten ten amos well, if you have a chotzer that is breached, we can look at the old diagram we were looking at. A chotzer that is breached 
more than 10 amos across, you're not allowed to carry in that whole chotzer, even if it's just one side. So why do you come on and mention two walls? Again, if you're learning the cases where the breach is less than 10 amos, well then even if the breach is on two separate walls, it would be, you'd be allowed to carry there. And if you're discussing where it's breached on, the breach is greater than 10 amos, well you wouldn't be allowed to carry even if it was on one wall. So what's the relevance of saying two walls? So Omar Abla Oilam Be'eser, no, we're dealing with 10 or less, and where it's broken at the corner, either wall, was breached at the corner. The pitcha bekerens obvious like the English people never make openings at the corner, and therefore you can't say that. Granted, this is less than ten amos. This breach, you can't say that it's an opening into the chotzer because people don't make their openings there. V'chein bayis shenifrets mishtei ruchos, and then we mentioned similarly a house that is breached on two ends. We'll come to the next diagram soon. It says, Now, why, if the house is breached on one side, I have a house opening to Rishus Harabim, and it has a breach in the one wall going into the Rishus Harabim. Why would you still be allowed to carry in the house? Because you say that the roof, the edge of the roof, drops down and seals it. Remember, we mentioned this about... Uh, a few times over the last few daf, there's a halacha Moshe Mishinai that if the roof comes to an end, and we're going to see a perpendicular end, a flat end, you can view it as if dropping straight down and forming a machitza. So if you have a breach in one of the walls of the houses, that in the, in the house that opens to Rishus Harabim, you can still say there's a partition there. It's the roof that creates the partition. So the Gemara asks, well then, Well then, if the breach is on two different sides, you can still say on either side, on both sides, say and you can still carry in the house. So again, so why in the case of the house, what's the relevance of two walls? So Omri Devei Rav, Mishmei De Rav, in the Yeshiva of Rav, they said in the name of Rav, No, it's where it's breached at the corner, so you're missing two walls, and it's at an and the roof is at a diagonal at a slant. I'm more like our roofs, it's at a slant. And you can't say P Tikri Yorid Vasoisem when the roof's at a slant. Um, so you can't call it an entrance because it's on the corner, and you also can't say P Tikri Yorid Vasoisem and seals it because the roof's at a slant. Just looking at this diagram, I imagine you would have to say, I'm not sure exactly because it's breached at the corner, but I'd, I'd imagine that you'd have to say, um, on this, as the diagram looks like it's a flat side going down on the one side and only a slant on the other side. So maybe that could be okay. But either way, you can't say P-Tikri, you're the same on a slant. Now, the Rav's Chidush, keep this in mind for a bit later down the Amud, Rav's Chidush is that we generally don't, in their times, um, slanted roofs were very rare. In the, in the times of the Talmud, they mostly had flat roofs. And therefore, it was quite novel to say, in the Mishnah, we're discussing slanted roofs. Unlike, I mean, in Johannesburg, we all roofs, just about all roofs are slanted. There, it was very rare. Tizel Shmuel Omar and Shmuel says, 
Afilu b'yeser me'eser. Says even regarding the chotzer, we could be discussing where the opening is more than ten amos. achas nami. Oh well, then we said if the opening into the chotzer here again, this case here, if the opening into the chotzer is more than ten amos, well then it doesn't have to be from two walls to invalidate carrying. Even if the breaches are on only one side, you can't carry. So the Gemara says, no, Mishum Bayez. It mentions two because of the house. The house would have to be breached on two sides. Oh, Bayez Kufa, Tikshi, Maishnai, Miruach, Achas, Tomrinum, Pitik, Riyarid, Vesosam. He bays Ruach, Nami, Name, Pitik, Riyarid, Vesosam. Well, in the house, you have the same question. In the house, if it's breached on one side, you can say Pitik, Riyarid, Vesosam. So if it's breached on two sides, why can't you still say Pitik, Riyarid, Vesosam? I again, you told me the reason by the, the Chotzer has nothing to do is not a Chirush. The Chotzer is discussing a huge breach in the wall. And the reason you can, can't carry, and it doesn't really have to be to it, whether it's on one wall or two walls, you still can't carry. Oh, so why did the Mishnah mention two walls? Because I wanted to mention the breach was on two walls of the house. But if we're discussing a house, well then, if it's two walls, you should still be allowed to carry because of Pitik Riyorid Vesoysem. The two and a further question, he says, Me is later Shmuel, Pitik Riyorid Vesoysem. Does Shmuel really hold for the concept of Pitik Riyorid Vesoysem? How's Shmuel going to explain this Mishnah when he totally disregards this concept of viewing the roof as dropping down and falling, viewing the perpendicular of the roof as dropping down and forming a machitza, forming a partition? He says, Where do we see that Shmuel doesn't hold, uh, hold for this? He says, Vahoy, Sadra. Babika, if you have a gazebo, I don't know the exact word, kind of like a carport in the middle of a field. Rav Omar says you can carry under the whole roofed area, and Shmuel says you can't carry more than four amos. I'm not allowed to carry. Again, you have uh, four posts, one on each corner, and you have a roof on the top. Rav says you can carry under that whole area. Again, because the, we view it as if the sides of the roof, the ends of the roof, drop straight down. And it's as if that asadra, that gazebo, is enclosed, is fenced in. Comes along Shmuel and he says you can't carry. Because Shmuel doesn't hold for Peter Griot Vesoyim. So the Gemara answers, says no, holokasha. Ki lo bedalet aval basholosh islay. says no, when does Shmuel... Hold, we don't say Pitik Riyarid Vesoysem. That's when you're saying it by four walls. But if you're saying it by three walls, he would allow you to say it. And obviously by two walls or one wall, he'd allow you to say Pitik Riyarid Vesoysem. So interesting. As long as you have one wall on the back of this uh, gazebo, this uh, carport, you can say Pitik Riyarid Vesoysem by the other three walls, even according to Shmuel. But he says, Kasha, we still have a difficulty. Again, we were saying by the house. Shmuel said if the house is breached on two sides, you can't carry. He said, what difference does it make whether it's breached on one, two or three sides? You can say Pitik Riyarid Vesoysem. So why can't you carry in this house? So he says, no, Kada Omri, Bayram, Nishmeidrav, Kukon Shinifrat, Bekerin Zavis, the Kiri of Baalachson must be where it was breached at the corner and its beams are at an, at a, on a diagonal, at a slant. And not only that, here you have to say that it was breached at the corner and 
its beams, sorry, and its roof, what's it, the quarry of Ba'arba means, and its roof goes back for Tfachim. If you look at this case, um, this diagram, is, I don't find it such a clear diagram, but basically the walls were breached at right angles, so you're missing the walls at the corner. And not only that, the roof collapsed going back in. And if you look, so in the end you have how many walls do you have? That you, when you, you want to say, P-Tikri Yoreb Vesosem, that the roof drops down and forms a partition. So you need the two sides, you need the two sides to fill in where the walls would have been in line with the walls. And you also need the other two sides where the wall, roof collapsed going further back in. So you, in the end you need four walls, which Shmuel does not agree with, Shmuel does not hold for. So now, just to clarify. Both Rav and Shmuel added something into the case that was not in the Mishnah. Rav, Rav came along and was Mechadesh that we're dealing with a slanted roof. And therefore, you can't say it's a slanted roof. And therefore, you can't say That was Rav's Chidush. Shmuel came along and said, no. The way you have to explain the Mishnah is where the roof collapsed further back. Aye, so not only do you need P-Tikriyorid Vesosem to seal the... Um, if you drop the roof down to seal it, it's not good enough unless you say P-Tikriyorid Vesosem on, um, on four sides, which we know Shmuel does not hold for. Just, you know, just to look at this diagram again a bit clearer, where you can only say P-Tikriyorid Vesosem where the roof actually ends. So you would need to say there on the perpendicular to the one wall. Then you need to say a second time on the parallel to that first wall. Then on the parallel to the second wall. And then on the perpendicular to that wall where it breaks away, where the roof goes back in to the house. So we end up with this problem um, of needing to say Peter Griot Versoisem. But again, they each, as we said, Rav and Shmuel each introduced a novel point into the Mishnah that was not mentioned in the Mishnah. So why? It says Shmuel, Loi Omaka Ravalachsan Loi Tani Verav Loi Omaka Shmuel, Imkain Havileach Sadra. Shmuel didn't want to learn like Rav because it doesn't teach an Alachsan, a diagonal. Where the Mishnah doesn't mention slanted, and as I mentioned, it was very rare in the times of the Talmud for a slanted roof. So Shmuel says that's way too novel. Rav doesn't want to learn like Shmuel because Habaleach Sadra. Because if you need to say Ptikriyorid Vasoisam on four sides, Rav holds that fine. You can still say Ptikriyorid Vasoisam. And therefore he wouldn't. Um, sorry. So, um, so Shmuel didn't want to learn like Rav because Rav introduces to the mission that we're discussing a slanted roof, which he says that's too far-fetched. You never find slanted roofs in the very rare to find slanted roofs in the time of the Talmud. Rav couldn't learn Shmuel's case, because remember Shmuel's case was where the roof's broken away, also fought Fochim away from the walls. So there the problem was, Shmuel holds, you can't say P-Tikri Yored Vesoisem on four walls. But Rav holds, you can say P-Tikri Yored Vesoisem on four walls, 
And therefore, according to Rav, if it was broken like that, if you had a flat roof that was broken also in from the walls of the house for Tvachim, that would be fine. Just say, Pitikra Yorid Vasoisem on four sides. So that's why Rav has to come on and say a slanted side. A slanted size. Slanted size, and then we brought the machloikes we mentioned because yeah, Rav holds you can say pitikra yored b'soisim. So Rav Omar mutalatatul b'kulam rinam pitikra yored b'soisim. If you have, you let me go back a step. The itmar it's been said achsad rabbik. If you have this gazebo in the middle of an open field, Rav Omar mutalatatul b'kulam shmul amar ein matatim bo ele betaleramos. Rav says you can carry throughout the whole gazebo, even though it has no walls. And Shmuel says you cannot carry more than four Amos. Now, why? Rav says you can carry throughout because we can say that the Mechitza drops down and seals it. And Shmuel says you're not allowed to carry four Amos. More than four Amos, because we don't say that you can view it as if the edge of the roof drops down and forms a partition. Now, the Gemara is just going to clarify this machloikes. Up to ten Amos, they don't argue. It seems Ram and Shmuel would agree. If the size of the portico is less than ten Amos by ten Amos, you could, everyone would agree, you can carry under it. Where do Rav and Shmuel argue if you say That's when it's more than 10 Amos. Another version is no. They um, Everyone would agree that if the gazebo was larger than 10 Amos by 10 Amos, you could not rely on the leniency of It's as if the roof drops down and forms a partition. But where do Rav and Shmuel argue is if it's less than 10. Then we just say, So then we have two teachings that are very similar. Rav Yehuda says if you have a beam, a wide beam across a churva, a churva remembers basically a ruin, a dilapidated house that has hardly, let's say, hardly any wall. You just manage to clip this beam going over the churba. You peg it into the one house on the one side and the other house on the other side. So there's no walls by this beam. Since it's a large enough beam, you can carry under the beam because you can say, And Rav Nachman said similarly, if you have a beam over water, Again, it's not going to be built over the wall towards structures. It's going to be pegged into the side somewhere or something like that. You can carry under it because we say, So money, who's the author? So the Gemara answers, According to the language that says, Up until 10 Amos, both Rav and Shmuel, you can carry under it. Well, we can say Rav, um, Rav Yehuda and Rav Nachman are... In the scenario where this beam we're discussing is less than 10 Amos long. And that's why both Rav and Shmuel would allow you to carry under it. According to the version that says they argue even when it's less than 10 Amos. That they argue specifically where it's less than 10 Amos. I.e. Rav would, allow, would say, P. Tikra, Yored, Vesoisem on four sides. 
if if it's less than 10, 10 Amos and Shmuel would say you can't say Pitekra on four sides, you'd have to say Kirav at this this teaching of Rav Yehuda and Rav Nachman who says you can carry under the beam in a churva or you can carry under the beam over water, that must be Rav.